Welcome to Tanked Up, hey, the podcast all about, what am I saying this week? What was it last week? Video games and beer, games mm. and alcohol, drinks and Yes, it was stuff. alcohol and um, it was gin and uh, <laughs> I think it was, mobile games. Yeah, it was like, it was like pastimes and, and yes. <laughs> alcohol by the end of it. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. I don't know what we're going to be talking about tonight, but it's somewhere related to those sorts of things. In the middle. In yeah. the middle, yeah. Somewhere mm. in the middle. So, let's crack open uh, beer. Uh, I will go first. You're also joined by me. Oh, Adele, yeah, people. Oh, yeah. Lucy, Lucy. Yeah, yeah. And I was going to, after <laughs> that, re- go into the fact that, speaking of pastimes, you seem to have gone all Hulkamaniac and punched your punching bag off of its chain. <laughs> um, no. Uh, I was... Kim came in as I was... As I was oh, she the bag. did it. No, uh, no, no. She came in as I was taking the bag, it out on Ben. <laughs> and she realised that, um, that the top concrete block mm. was, uh, was pulling away from the wall a little yeah. bit. Oh, Jesus. And so in further investigation, there's tons of cement on the top of that concrete block. But there's no wall tie tying it into the brickwork behind. So it's Mm. kind of just sat on top of another block. Not really stable. So I had to take it down. Because it was just going to go by itself. Meanwhile, I got a couch. Oh, nice. Had a flatmate move out. And I was like, you can't give your couch to the new people. I'm taking it. (laughs) Yeah. Have every right to. Yeah, you got yourself a nice love seat there. Yeah, and it folds out to, to like a, it's one of those cheap IKEA like fold outs so where it's just like three cushions that are mm. attached. Yep. What I mean, someone can crash here. Nice. Without having to deal with the floor. Ooh, that's good for anyone looking to come and drink with us in Bristol. Yes, I mean. any point, Callum <laughs> and Lucy. Yes. So now everyone knows who we are. I'm sure discerning listeners would have been able to pick up who was here from our voices. But let's drink some beers. I am starting with some beers from Beer 52 from the latest box. Because I've been too busy to get out to the bottle shop, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, or the can shop, really. It's not really a bottle shop anymore, is it? No, um, even Siren are doing cans in there. I know. Mm-hmm. They've got some Weird. lovely, lovely can art. Yeah. Yeah, I really yeah. like it. One of the things mm-hmm. I mentioned to you as well, Adam, when we were in Cotteridge, was um, Brew by Numbers cans, how they're changing up all of their art on the on the number themselves. You know, if it's, if it's like a honey something, it will have this lovely, like, honeycomb kind of... Uh, yeah, look to the numbers nice. and things, and they're doing some. They're doing some very clever things. With well, it still they're, have they're that really like nice. black and sepia tone look to it. Yes. Yeah, but it's I really like that. Mm. Instead of just a number, it's yeah. the outline of the number, and the inside is some sort of sort of textury pattern, mm. like like the honeycomb and stuff. It it works really well. Mm. Yeah, it does. Um, so I've no idea whether I'm going to be saying this correctly, but I'm drinking a beer from Monyo Brewing, oh, who yeah. are from Budapest in Hungary. Um, all of the flavour text is um, unreadable. 
to me <laughs> at least. Um, it tells me that it's got hops and yeast and wheat malt, barley malt and water in it. It is a German Hefeweizen style hmm. unfiltered craft beer. It's 5.5% and it is called Schatzi. Yeah, it looks like yeah, it. I like that. Yep. Shatsy. Shatsy. It's got a, a like a bulldog on the front. There's a bear hiding from it in the background. Some nice art on there. Uh, yeah, five point five percent. It does say the plateau <laughs> is thirteen point six degrees. So it gives me a little bit of something on there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not very much. Not very much. Uh, Adol, we'll come to you. Cool. I'm drinking um, from Salt. The Citra NEIPA JNR. I assume the JNR is junior because it's a um, session strength. Okay, nice. Uh, a session strength junior. Nipa brewed with generous additions of oats for creamy mouthfeel and smooth body. Bags of Citra in the kettle as dry hop make this super juicy and hazy. A junior. Oh, it's a junior juice bomb. Oh, uh, and it they just in the kettle and the dry hop it's citra just just a nice citra nipa yeah. lovely where is salt based oh right sorry salt is based in uh where are we here i looked it up in the salt air in okay. Oh, okay. 199 bingley road i don't know where salt air is <laughs> In the UK, isn't it up in Scotland, like Salisbury? I, I thought it was Scotland. Yeah, mm. Could be one wrong. of those Celtic places. Yeah, we'll ask that Adam yeah. Thomas, one of mm. our Scottish humans. <laughs> one of our Scottish yeah. humans. Oh no, maybe. Yeah, just tell us that we're wrong. Good, Lucy. Mm. I have a beer from the only beer I'm drinking today, but. Because I wasn't going to drink anything. Mm. I was like, you know what? Good day for beer. <laughs> um, it's from Left Handed Giant. It's called Inner Circle. It's their 5.2% pale ale. Um, hops, Citra, Mosaic, Simcoe. Yeast is WLP002. Um, doesn't have any flavour text. So yeah, it's, it just seems like... Standard pale ale. Yeah. The trifecta of Citra Mosaic and Simca. So, nice. Right. Yeah. Nice. Going uh, for one I of the left sort of expertise with uh, with a pale ale. Good. Yeah. This is how undecided I was about having a beer. I don't have a glass, so I'll oh, just no. describe the colour. Chug it. The... Chug, 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 chug. It might be one of those. But just, days. just hold it really high above your mouth and slowly <laughs> pour it. <laughs> yeah. And just make yeah. a mess everywhere. Oh, it smells lovely. How does it oh, smell? Yeah. Keep going, keep going, Luce. Oh, it smells your beautiful. Nose yeah, like tropical, just mm. just tropical flavors like mango, passion fruit, bit of orange. Ooh, yeah. ooh. And from <laughs> what I can see, it's quite a it's quite a light, mm, like. Yeah, I'd say it's a light, um, either light amber or very light lemony colour. I can't really see in the... 
That's Never fine. Mind. <laughs> people can people can buy it yeah. themselves and find I mean, out what the colour is. If my measuring jug, which you know, <laughs> was gonna make an appearance and have so much water in, would have just poured it in that and yeah. slammed it. Nice. Go. Oops. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, so we'll roll back round um, to my um, Shatzi Hefeweizen from Monyo in Budapest. I mean, nose is 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 pretty much what you'd expect. It's got that sort of sweetness. It's got that sort of multi wheatiness to it, sort of straight off the nose. Very carbonated when I pour. There's there's almost no head to that whatsoever, nope. and it's kind of you know it's pretty straw coloured. There's a little orange um, too... tinge to it, sort of right under the light. Doesn't look too clear. No, no, it's it's not clear. You can kind of see my thumb maybe just just moving behind. Yeah, it's just bit. like so. So before you like lifted it up, it looked like it was super clear. Just when you, um, mm. just because it's such a, it's a non-hazy color. Very much, yeah. Um, and, but as soon as you lifted it up, and I saw that like it didn't like when it, you moved it in front of your body, I couldn't tell at all. I was mm. like, oh, this is this is opaque. Yeah, they did say it's um, it's unfiltered, so that's kind of I guess just giving it that haziness essentially you know you get a filtered hefeweizen and it's going to be a lot clearer uh than this is but i mean it's almost i mean it's it's it is it is smells like a wheat beer excellent mm. 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 doesn't give you like it's it's it looks super carbonated at least kind of you know it's almost edging on that sort of like lucasady kind of right. um consistency and color um there was tons and tons of bubbles when i first poured they've, they've slowed down quite a lot but there's still quite a lot there, especially if i give it a little shake mm -hmm. but in the flavor you're not getting that uh oh sorry in the body you're not getting that through at all it's actually got this nice creaminess to it and a okay. smoothness there yeah. and then just this light kind of tongue tingle giving you just that hint of the the, the carbonation um, mm. it's got sort of all the hallmarks it's very sort of um this 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 nice sweetness to it. it's not too sweet it is that kind mm -hmm. of multi sweetness that i'm getting heightened a little bit perhaps they maybe sort of like the hops that they're using in there but it is just a nice sweet uh quite balanced sort of beer you know it's not in your face it's not big mm -hmm. It's not doing anything kind of drastic. It's just just a very pleasant drink, especially with that creaminess just pulling back, you know, the the, the carbonation. Yeah. Um, you get a little bit of that that creaminess in the flavour as well. Whether there's maybe I, I didn't say oats at all in there, did it? Um, it just said barley, barley wheat, wheat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but whatever they've whatever they've done it, whether it's the yeast that they're using. Which is giving it maybe that sort of that that creaminess um, mm. does have a little bit of that um, that kind of um, estery that sort of Belgian esteriness to mm. it. A little bit of that sweetness yeah. could be coming from that. It's it's maybe as it's settling, got a slight hint of banana to it as well. Um, mm. So that's kind of sort of what's going on. A very um, you know a very uh, easy drinking, a very balanced, but a little bit of complexity to it. Not quite what I was expecting. Mm. Um, and I don't think I've ever had a beer from um, from a Hungarian brewer mm. before that at least I 
have noticed that it's a Hungarian brewer, you know. Mm. Um, so yeah, very happy with this. It's very, very pleasant. Really, really easy. Good. Mm. Adult. I don't know if you can tell, not quite, but there are still some bubbles clinging to the sides off the pour. Mm -hmm. This, this mm. poured really carbonated. Yeah. It's been sitting for a while, still, you know, a sliver of head. You, you get that right off the nose. It's um not too in your face, but it's there, and this gives you that little bit of that meloniness in the in the nose as well. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's it's I mean it's exactly what you expect with a single hop uh, IPA that's been dry hopped with Citra. Mm -hmm. mm. Looks super pale, but even with that paleness, it looks super murky as well. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's hazy. Mm. It's 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 not just opaque, it's hazy. It's got a lovely hazy straw. Mm. Again, yeah, you're getting those standard Citra notes. It'll lighten the citrus a little, little bit of tart. But mostly mm -hmm. just the sweet citrus um, coming through. Really thin, which you get because it's session strength. Yeah. Um, doesn't linger. The main taste disappears really quickly, but the, the finish is there. Again, um, mild mouthfeel, nothing, nothing too um, dry or too wet. Uh, Bitterness disappears, I would say, after about 30 seconds. You get a little bit of that sort of citrusy, melony um, note lingering, mm. but after that, everything's kind of gone because it's super light and it's nice and crisp and it's got that like, that, that nice citra taste. Um, uh, I don't think this is going to last long, especially with <laughs> not a long finish. It's been a yeah. hot day. Mm. I, I can switch this back. There's a, I mean, it doesn't taste alcohol-y, but it's also not that alcohol-y. It's 4.3%. percent mm hmm um, so, yeah, so, you know, sashimi, um, and yeah, it's just nice and crisp, easy to drink, C could have three in a row and not yeah. like Nice. Yeah. Good. Very good. Yeah. So, Lucy. Yeah. We'll come Inner to you and your, your uncouth can drinking <laughs> night. Oh, shit. Slumming it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just going to give you a note of how much I've already accidentally drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this can's going down pretty quickly as well. Um, mm. Yeah, it's there was quite a lot of fruitiness on the nose, and it's a bit more subtle in the flavour. Um, mm. Still getting, you know, those citrusy like flavours, but melon, slight bit of lemon. It's got like a almost vinous like quality to it. Yeah, that's. Um, I don't know if that's because of like leading into the bitterness, just like very subtle fruits and then leading into very subtle bitterness um mm. but yeah it's 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 really hoppy um so it's like refreshing just like perfect on a day like this and the fact that they've only put like three hops in it citra mosaic and simcoe you can taste every single one of those hops like nice. and yes they make a you know better than the sum of their parts but you can still pick out like each individual hop Mm. Which is nice. It's not like they've thrown everything into it. So mm. it it's simple and it's subtle, and that's what's great about it. It's like, yeah, we're just going to make a top notch pale ale that's refreshing, hoppy, a little bit of bitterness, you know, quite a bit of fruit in it. Yeah, it's really enjoying it. Nice, good. 
I wish I had two cans. Were <laughs> <laughs> you already regretting the one can? Yeah, but to be fair, other than the 10% beer and a cannonball, this was all I had, so. <laughs> <laughs> what was the 10%? Was, was that a one, uh, that Wonder was Beyond? a Wonder Beyond uh, beer. Um, mm. I'm sure which one, because all of them had like 10, 11%, aren't they, so. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I'll, I'll check that out when I'm feeling a bit more brave. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is like super easy, super light. It's only yeah. 5.2%. So, yeah. Perfect for a nice day like this. It's still light outside. It's called dusk. Yeah. Mm. Nice, yeah. nice. And is that, you know, are you, are you waiting to your. CS map? What's that? Sorry? It's too mm? slow. Favorite Counter oh. Strike map. Uh... <laughs> Um, so Lucy, is, is your is your uh, unbrave evening because you're recovering mm. a little bit from the weekend's festivities? Uh, that's a good segue. Yay. But no, I'm just uh, I, I'm just trying to uh, because I've been going out like every weekend for like <laughs> as long as I can remember. <laughs> so I, I'm just gonna call it during the week, you know. But um, mm. so I'm out this Saturday and next Saturday, and then. I think work, going back to work, will be good. <laughs> but yeah. I end up drinking during the week just to cope with work. So yeah, it's yeah. a catch twenty-two. It is. But yes, it's, it's, um... <laughs> it's the summer at the moment, isn't it? As well, yeah. so you're going to be out all the time. Yeah. But yes, yeah. so our weekend in Birmingham. Mm. Um, we won't we won't go into it too much because there's definitely parts of it I don't remember. Um, but <laughs> just just you know, we'll just have a little chat about you know the best beers the ones we can remember mm -hmm. kind of the, the parts of the evening that we enjoyed any any specific kind of um uh, uh new bars or anything that kind of stood out to us because we we went out in um in Sturchley. yeah yeah and it's very kind of it's becoming not gentrified, gentrified. It's, it's not is it with a lot of no. independent yeah, sort of stuff independent. yeah it's modern it's modern gentrification yes the other kind of bad gentrification <laughs> <laughs> it's not a starbucks on every corner it's a you know an independent coffee roaster. so you'll, you'll know it's officially en entered that zone when you'll see some places selling kombucha <laughs> <laughs> Which is not, I know, as prevalent here in the UK as it is yeah. in, um, yeah. in North America, but but it's only a matter of time. I'm sure. <laughs> um, so, Lucy, as our as our host for the weekend and as the resident, I'll let you sort of just run down. Yeah, <laughs> the one who was most coherent by the, the one end. Who knew what was yeah, going I on. Remember yeah, I remembered everything that night. It's just shocking, to be honest. <laughs> shocking. Um, but just run down sort of uh, you know the, the 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 notable places I think that you kind of that you took us um, yeah. and any of the notable beers that you had as well. So we started off at Cottage Wines for their birthday. Then we mm. went to Bromley Brewery. Then we went to the Wildcat, and then we went yeah. to Attic, and then we went to Cork and Cage, and then we went to the British Oak, which is a classic English pub. Yeah. Yeah, um, we also went to that um, that um, ramen. Oh yeah, we had uh, we had a fair bit of food over the mm. day. Um, yeah, eat Vietnam, which opened that week. So yeah, oh, sorry, we, was that fun. was the opening weekend. Yeah, um, yeah, we had pho and that pork belly. Oh. 
still having dreams about it. But anyway. uh, I mean, I, I, I mean, I do recall that I quite enjoyed the vegetarian. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, the shiitake. Yeah, the yeah. shiitake one was really nice, and the, the yeah, fish no, I had as well was really good. Time. Yeah, yeah, the fish. Mm. Um, yeah uh, I, it was my first time at the Wildcat, um, which was they had cask and keg, which I, I yeah. didn't know about. It's like, oh, it was quite. It's quite full there. Nice people there. Um, you two drop beer on um, cards. On a card um, game. Yeah. On a card game, yeah. Um, they'll get sticky eventually. It's I fine. think there was an errant hand that went out to grab a card. <laughs> yeah. Or just, yeah <laughs> collided. Mm. And that's when it all fell apart. That was the sign. <laughs> yeah. That was the... Uh... <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I think my favourite beer um, were the Attic ones and yeah. Local Poly one or mm, polyps yeah. that was in yeah attic, yeah but but not attic uh the wildcat but wildcat yeah. yeah the attic um attic beers were really good then new england ipa was that was very good <coughs> mm. i think for me i i'd agree that the the, the local poly was <coughs> no polys yeah was one of the one of the standout sort of beers yeah um of the day there was, um, I, I, I don't think I made a note of it, but there was a stout that I had in Cork and, uh, in um, Cartridge Wines as well. I think it was the last beer I had. It was. Which was the, possible, which was the best beer I had there, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but again, it's the one that I didn't make a note of. Mm -hmm. um, made a note of all of the other beers. Uh, <laughs> except the two. Except the two. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Because we, we tried to, to uphold taking a few photos of our beers and things mm. and posting them up to the Instagram and Twitter and things like that. And there is a photo on my album of me. Uh, I've obviously turned the camera around and just taken a photo of me holding the beer. Oh, was that I the one? I haven't put that anywhere. Wasn't it, no. wasn't it a porter? No, yeah, it was the no, porter. There was, I, there was I a thought... porter and there was a stout as well. Yeah, so there was the, the elusive... Yeah. Uh, the elusive... Pershore Party Porter, mm -hmm. uh, and then there was the Double Barrel Bubble Ink Stout. Yeah. Which oh right, the sweet stout with coffee and cacao. Yeah, right? that's the like one. The yeah, three yeah, layers yeah. Oh, of coffee and nice. cacao. Yeah, mm. that I now I remember that. That one was excellent. It was definitely the standout I think at Cottage. Was that mm. mildly? I was less impressed this year than last year. Yeah. yeah with their beers. Oh, I remember you. Yeah. Um, the Verdant one was. Very nice, though. I had. I think that was my favourite there. Yeah. Um, uh, what was that one? Something about yeah, stars, maybe. Yeah, quite a few of them. Hmm. Maybe. Uh, yeah. This is where we should yeah. probably have unlike stars. We talk I about do. This. I do unlike have it on heard it tap. unlike stars. Yeah. Yeah, mm. but nothing's loading. Because yeah, I took a picture of the whiteboard. Nice. Uh, yeah. Um, Flight of the Peach at Attic. Uh, Beer for a Living there, New England. Like mm. yeah, Attic was great. The Polly's one um, was the Equinot El Dorado Pale Ale. Right. That was really good. Nice. Mm. I'm glad you two are organised. Mm. Well, Slightly. the last beer that is on here was Steady Rolling Man at Cork and Cage, and that was definitely not our last beer. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I bought some Cantillon from uh, behind the bar, and I don't remember which one. Um, or what it tasted like. So. No, I don't remember that. <laughs> no, no. I don't oh, say yeah. that. <laughs> That's a big miss for me too. <laughs> hey, we, and when you're talking about like Cantillon, 
you should probably know that you're drinking you're drinking yeah. that beer one of those beers yeah. it's it's mm, yeah yeah next time oh, well. <laughs> exactly <laughs> what happens in birmingham doesn't stay in birmingham it's just fucking yeah thank god i got my phone back <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> if it stayed in birmingham i'd be i'd be out a couple of kind of quid having to replace yeah, the uber driver was very nice um okay yeah. They only live five minute drive away from me, so that's... I mean that's that's just luck. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. Um, Adol, was there anything sort of stand out for you? Um, from, I think I think I think we covered them. Um, mm. I wish I remembered uh, the last thing we ate. It sounded delicious, but I was apparently <laughs> the already the pretty was much really good. Yeah, and I don't know um, if you remember the pizza, but that was quite nice too. Oh yeah, I do now. I do remember the pizza. The pizza yeah. yeah, yeah. I had to get a vegetarian pizza. Yeah. And mm. it was nice, yeah. Yeah, but shrimp pizzas are the way forward. They, they are very good. Like, I have started to go, like, yeah, vegetarian pizza. Like, cauliflower, throw that bit of that on it. Throw a bit of whatever else vegetarians um, eat. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely partial to anchovies on pizza at the moment. Mm. I like anchovies. But yeah, nowhere but seems to do them. They, nowhere they, seems to put anchovies they on pizza. They do overpower the pizza, I feel. You need they to do, have a few. You... you can't have, like, a standard... Because mm. they're so salty, you yeah. want like yeah. one ish per slice. If yeah. you pair them with jalapenos, that's oh, yeah, that makes yeah. it pizza. Any pizza with jalapeno. I had pizza, was it yesterday? I did too. It was also vegetarian. Oh, yeah, pizza. But it was just chilies and cheese, and I think it was like honey chili uh, oil on it. Yeah. Oh, nice. So, so good. So, well, the place right by the um, Cottom House where the philosophy department is. Uh, mm called beard they do uh, craft mm. beer and pizza uh yep. with like traditional style pizza like their chef is from italy and knows that like the, the dough is incredible. so excellent <laughs> um but on weekdays from 12 to 4 you can get a nine inch pizza with two of their cheap toppings for five quid nice. and if you spend another two and a half um they'll throw in their deal beer nice mm. Means I end up drinking in the middle of the day more it's often true. than yeah. I normally would. It's, but, it's but, hard to resist, though, right? But yeah. like, uh, yeah, chilies and black olives on this like glorious mm. crust. Good amount of cheese, mm. uh, not too sweet uh, and not too much um, tomato sauces. The base, yeah. very very well done pizzas. Yeah, the place I went to, they nice young man in there. It's called Pizza Slice. P E A C E R. Mm. Up in Mosley. Um, he said that they'd only been open for a week. And yeah, they do like New York style pizza. So pay for one slice, it was £3.50. But it's like, oh, this this is huge. So yeah. it's like, yeah. it's probably remember, not as big uh, as like New York. I remember York balking stuff, you know. at the price of a slice and then be like, mm. oh, actually. Okay, oh, actually, fine. yeah. Because yeah, I bought yeah. two and I was like, oh, okay, this is actually a whole pizza now. So yeah, <laughs> like, so, yeah that was very nice. And there's another. There's, it's, theirs is not wood fired, but there's a really good wood fired pizza in Jewelry Quarter called mm. Otto. And they, the one that I get, which is vegetarian, um, it's it's got like truffle oil on it and it's oh, the ooh. best thing ever. It's so good. The exquisite <laughs> vegetarian pizza. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's got it's got like mushrooms, like wild mushrooms and truffle oil, and it's like the best pizza there. Nice. Fungus like, is good. Fungi are very, very, yeah. very, very, very good. It's like on my no meat days, which I'm trying to do these days. Like at, 
at least two days of the week. Um, which is, it's not difficult or anything, but it's like, no. oh. Like, I had meat today, and I don't think I realised that I crave it, because, you know, when you're eating, when you're, like, drunk and food's the best thing ever, you're hunched over, mm-hmm. and you're just <laughs> not paying attention to anything yeah. and just eating with your hands. That was me today, and I don't know if that's just because of the um, <laughs> lack of meat for, like, two days. But who knows? Mate, but I've had a lack mm. of meat for several months, and it showed with me ordering a lamb curry <laughs> at the final stop of our yeah. night. So... And eating my pork belly, yeah. Yeah, it just, just, just goes <laughs> yeah. out of fucking window like, sometimes. <laughs> but, yeah. Been it's, years. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't so, remember. Yeah, eating meat's cool. Eating vegetarian <laughs> yeah. stuff. I was going to say, that's cool been food good. corner as well. Yeah. 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 Last well, last week it was gin. Now we're going to... Yeah. Nice. I don't know how you, you could be a vegetarian if there was no such thing as, like, cheese, mushrooms, and eggs. It'd be impossible, surely. Um, no, I mean, that's eggs. what veganism is, because you can't yeah. have the egg. You, you can't, can't have eggs when you're a vegetarian. No. And when you're a vegan. No, you can when you're a veggie, but you can't when you're a, a vegan. Oh, yeah, when you're... If, if you're a lacto well, Yeah. But they all have different rules. Okay, yeah. pescatarian. No, pescatarian. No, pesc- fish, right? Yeah, yeah, but lacto-ovo is I can have dairy products and I can have eggs, but you could be just a lacto or just an ovo. Cool. <laughs> I'm just. I mean, just eat a burger. Oh man! Speaking of which, uh, next time you're no. around, I, I mm. had that that um, seitan um, chicken, fake chicken burger at Cafe Kino that's just around the corner, mm. um, where we had coffee the other day, Ben. Yeah. And that that is that seitan stuff's magic. It it tastes like a goddamn crispy chicken burger. It's really good, and you, you can get yes. it with hot sauce on it. You like see, I want to know, what, what is the definition of a burger? Because I don't mind these things, but I just, I get a bit offended when they're called burgers. Ooh, I've got no idea. Because, I mean, because, I mean, what is it it there's, no, food, there's no such thing disc. as a strict definition. No, but like if it's like a burger, patty, then that's what I'm going to look at Oxford No, but there definition. won't be, that's not a, wait, that's not how it works. You know this. Language mash, evolves. Mash, you know this. stuff as a disc. <laughs> I, I want to find the Oxford, the Cambridge. Okay, it says meat or other pressed, uh, other food pressed. Pressed, in, right? Into not a round, flat sure. shape. And, but, uh, fair enough. Okay, so that means yeah. my portobello burgers aren't portobello burgers unless I make sure to squeeze them first, because they're just portobello caps. Yeah. You see, I really want to try one of those. Oh, like, por- just like portobello caps are portobello. super re- easy to to make. Hmm. Uh, you just pan fry them, but the key is to put like some soy sauce and hot hmm. sauce or something like um, red wine vinegar, just to give a little more taste. And hmm. then when you f- into the fins, and then when you f- flip it, yeah, all that water ends up boiling into it and re- and cooking through the mushroom. Oh nice! Nice. You flip it one more time, put some cheese if you want, quickly grill. Like it's the easiest yeah. thing to do. But like, yeah, my standard yeah. is soy sauce, sriracha. You know, pan like pan fry that that top with almost mm-hmm. no fat. Flip mm-hmm. it. You don't even need fat for that. It'll just boil into it, cook yeah. through the mushroom, makes a really meaty texture, and diffuses that taste because it's now boiling into the fins. Yeah. Mm. You see, my problem is is that that sounds great, and I'd probably rather eat that than anything else on this planet. But Cows, then when I see, eggs. oh, 
beef. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'll just for that one instead. It's that, it's that, um, it's the FOMO, I guess, of like, I bet the meat the, the meat the one tastes even better. <laughs> mm, mm. Like, I bet the meat one tastes even better. Oh, but I've <laughs> had bad meat before. Mm. That's it. Yeah. 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 yeah so, we, in restaurants, just start but... making subpar meat dishes <laughs> and and quality vegetarian dishes, so people just end up picking the vegetarian. Yeah, yeah. that's what I did uh, at uni. Um, in my first year, uh, it was like catered dorms. Um, yeah, I was like, the meat dishes are terrible. Just <laughs> give me the veggie ones. Like they're vegetable chicken Kiev. Right. Chicken, it was just mm. that was that Kiev. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, on, on mass, so on mass produced on mass produced canteen food. Yeah, sticking with vegetables is a is a safe bet. Yeah, because yeah, the true. meat stuff was nasty. Yeah, mm. right. That's it for our <laughs> extended food corner, mm -hmm. bearing in off of the back of the. Yeah. Searchly Beer Mile chat. So mm. we shall move on and um, come to whatever it is we all brought this week to talk about. I, I thought that was oh, my yeah, topic. Games, yeah. Uh, yeah no, because that's my talk about Sorry. food. <laughs> 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 Let's talk about some stuff. Lucy, mm. I'm going to start with you because you've got beer in your yeah. mouth and you're ready to go. Yeah. Um, I played the. Eternal Castle Remastered, which is that game. I think it came out earlier this year. Was it this year? It must have been. Anyway, I bought it on the Steam sale. And it is a 2D um, pixelated. It's very like low pixel count. It's like 1 bit or 2 bit or something like that. It's not even 8 bit um, mm. uh, art style. And it's a. It's pretty much a narrative. What? I guess you could call it narrative side scroller. It's very much in the vein of like a flashback or another world, and yeah, you're, you're, you're you've crash landed on your um, spaceship on this foreign planet, and you just start beating up the locals for no discernible reason. <laughs> um, I think there's um, some kind of plot. Um, the text is very hard to read. I don't know what if it oh. was like a design choice or something like that, but the text is like pixelated. And it's very hard to read. So, like that opening, like sequence of like you know the text scrolling and stuff like that, like Star Wars or something like that. It's very hard to read. I was like, I can't read this. I'm just going to skip over it. It was like really? on a black background with white um, writing, which is easier for my eyes. But it's like I couldn't make out the characters. It would have right. taken me like 20 minutes <laughs> to read it. I was like, okay, whatever. But. Oh. I'm sure there's a narrative and a mystery for people who really who are really into this game, like would want to like uncover and stuff like that. But for me, I was just like, mm, just get me into the gameplay. Um, and it is it, it's not really loaded with narrative or anything like that. Um, mm. So you can just start playing. But yeah, it's seen on a 2D plane, um, side scroller. Um, there's a bit of combat, like going in in and out of cover, shooting using melee weapons to just beat up the locals for a kid. Don't know why, but um, yeah, and you go in uh, to like these three it's, it's like three chapters, three distinct um, areas. And just side-scrolling until you like 
pick up this like fuel chip for your ship to eventually get off the planet. And it, it, it's very much in the vein of like flashback and out of this world, like games that were, you know, in the 90s, like late 80s, where it's the controls are not that good. It's like, I think that's a purposeful design decision mm-hmm. to evoke those old games. And that's fine and all. It's like, yeah, it's, you know, you, you're having to stop before you jump and then you're running and you have to, like, make sure you, you know, press the button or, you know, I guess mm. space bar in advance before you're jumping over a, you know, you know, ravine or something like that. So the action does happen in time. It's very much yeah. animation right. over than um, okay. you know, which game That's, uh, it's, it's one of the points I was going to ask about whether mm. it, it has that sort of awkward animation yeah, to absolutely. everything and that sort of that slight delay to kind of <laughs> yes, what you're it, doing uh, and, I mean it, it, it was sort of the thing that popped to my mind it, as soon as you'd said that the text was really hard to read mm-hmm. and obviously this is a game trying to ape that early 90s kind of aesthetic and feel yeah. And but don't, uh, yeah, but yeah. Then, it sounds like they've taken it. Yeah, you know they 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 have aped that to as 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 precisely as they possibly can. Yeah, and it's like uh, on one side I have to respect that it's like because people dig this game. I think it's got like mostly positive reviews on yeah. Steam, and um, like the whole ad campaign for this game was oh they were pretending that this game never came out. That they found it, right? Yeah, yeah, that's why it's called remastered when it's yeah. like a brand new game. Um, so yeah, it's like I really respect that, and to be fair, they do counteract that, like you know, bit dodgy, dodgy gameplay. Like sometimes when you know, like trying to fist fight with people, it's like, oh, is this connecting? Oh, I got knocked down. It's taking more frames than I want to get up. The animations right. happening, and then you know, to you know, get back into the combat and stuff like that. But they they space it. The, the levels out, which are only probably about half an hour each. Um, yeah. Quite, quite generous uh, checkpoints. Um, the it only got annoying towards the ending, um, like when you're fighting like the final boss, and it's like they made it more difficult than it needed to be, and it's like and putting like new mechanics in right at the end, which is just a pet peeve of mm-hmm. mine. It's like oh, you're just throwing this in at the very end, at the very last boss, and yeah, it, that's when they should have realized, okay, our controls are not very responsive, um, <laughs> you know, purposefully, maybe we shouldn't make this as punishing. Um, and there was a scene where you're, like, running away, like, Temple of, you know, Lost Ark style from, like, the big boulder. Yeah. Like, you're running on a 2D, like... That's Temple of Doom, isn't it? It's the beginning of Temple of Doom, yes. right? Is it the yes. start of Temple of Doom? Yeah, because he, he does the sandbag idol swap. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Temple and of Doom. And it doesn't not work. Really awesome. And then yeah, he runs yeah. back, and then okay. that guy's like, I will take that because I've paid the natives, mm-hmm. and then I'll steal this yeah. thing anyway. That's actually my favorite of the three. Um, it's fair. <laughs> people's uh, chagrin, but yeah, that's my favorite. Well, who, um, who's chagrinning that? People say, like, that's the worst one. We're not counting really? the Shia LaBeouf one, but... Uh, well, no, that one yeah, doesn't people say it's, People say it's the worst out of the... I mean, I really three. like Last Crusade, but it's definitely not the better of those two. I prefer Temple of Doom out of all yeah. And mm. then... And Raiders Dark, is, and then weird beast yeah, as well. No, Last I mean... Crusade. I really like the opening of Last Crusade. Anyway! 
anyway uh, I, but yeah, I mean, um, just, just on a very slight tangent i love the yeah. temple of doom just because it gave me the excuse to chase my brother around just shouting kale ma at him and trying yeah, to just right. ram my hand into his chest when we were children <laughs> yeah. yeah hours of fun Great, from though. that film yeah. <laughs> extremely the, yeah, the lego set um with the chase scene from last crusade that came with indiana jones and his dad it's pretty good though yeah like the space between the awesome. when those like the earlier movies sets yeah, weren't yeah, as great, yeah. but it was you had they they got the right tenor of the vehicles, and so you, like the other ones were much more playset oriented, and of course you didn't have built the entire cave, so it was like mm -hmm. the skeleton of this scene didn't really evoke things, but with the car chase, obviously that works a lot better. Mm. I could it go is. into the lore and minutia of uh, those films ad nauseum, but. That's not the time. <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, yeah. I'm a little bit with the Eternal mm. Castle because I'm going to bring up the thing we kind of did a little while ago with the whole mm. bad reviews thing. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Segue. I really so, it. Yeah. Because um, obviously, you're, you're, you know, there's a few things that you've already raised. Um, but kind of a, a few things that I'm seeing on the bad reviews are things like. Um, you know, almost like cheap deaths where you jump off of a ledge not really knowing what's below yeah. you and having to very carefully land, having cheap and then having to start quite far back. Um, um, I think there are like... pointing very well. Yeah, because as soon as you hit a checkpoint, sometimes it will like... Because you like sit down and meditate at these checkpoints, it will automatically do that for you as soon as you... Uh, cross a checkpoint, but right. there are some diverging paths, so you might miss checkpoint. Hmm. I went on oh, like I the see. critical paths, so, but if you want to get like all the collectibles and stuff like that, you might miss them. So I can right. see why that would be an issue. Um, and yes, there are like very oh, I fell into a pit of spikes. It is very Prince of Persia like that, but um, that's the thing with the art style. It's very sometimes you can't see what you're meant to be doing mm. but the art style is very cool at the same time so it's yeah. like it works both to its favor of being very distinct looking it's like oh what's that game and at the same time detracting from the gameplay experience so yeah it's a, it's a catch-22 the art style <laughs> yeah it's as i say it's like you know what you're getting into when you're playing this game hopefully that it is going to be like, oh, we are evoking that early 90s gameplay style. It's rough. And you're just here for the adventure, the storytelling, mm -hmm. hopefully, and stuff. But, yeah, if you're coming to this game for like a smooth gameplay experience, you're not going to get that. No. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> yeah. I knew that going in. <laughs> That's why I yeah, got it. Because it's yeah. like, how, um, yeah, how long did it take you to... Uh, have you finished it, did you say? Yeah, yeah. It took me... How long did it take you? An hour and a half, two hours. Do you think it could have been, uh, you know, like much much quicker? Um, I, I, you know, were, I did you have like it. a lot of cheap deaths and things? Yeah, there was one part with that's why I was talking about Temple of Doom, where you're running away from the boulder, and right. it's like you're waiting for the ca camera to catch up with you oh, wow. who's ahead, and it's like, oh no, it's still lingering on the boulder. It's not letting me see ahead, mm. and as I said, like you have to time the jumps. You know, you have to be running and then, oh, button press, I'm going to jump now. It isn't like you need that momentum. And it's yeah. like, I can't get any momentum because I'm literally at the edge of the screen and I'm waiting for the camera to catch up. So yeah. that bit was 
had to do that like 10 times over and it was like so annoying like really it wants mm. you to be um you what's know, you to see a the certain action? amount of pixels in mm. front of that boulder rather than at the edge of the screen yeah but it doesn't uh, limit you in a way enough through the animations and stuff to stop you to mm -hmm. give you that distance and the same movement speed to allow yeah. that well, I mean, time before sort of yeah. thing like, yeah. yeah that sounds exactly like it might have been designed in that shitty way because those earlier games when they went when when early platformers went from the screen moves with you to you know like you hit a certain edge of the screen and then it starts scrolling to we've got a dynamic scene going and so the camera's gonna go and you have to catch up it's the you're almost always those early games like you just you were getting fucked by that camera that lack of perspective yeah. all the time yeah and yeah. the problem with this is was this bad game design or was this purposeful homage it still <laughs> sucks does it matter yeah mm. yeah for sure that, that that was the part that angered me the most other than the last boss which is just uh, anyway um so was it just not enthusing or was it cheap like don't you don't have to spoil anything but you can say like the last boss um yeah. it was it was it was the one they, they put in this puzzle mechanic which hadn't been throughout the entire game and it was on a timer and it was just like and and, and because of the art style as well it was like having an epileptic fist oh, whilst trying really? to figure something out and it's like yeah that's <laughs> yeah but it, it's, it, if you're coming if you want that flashback another world like kind of experience um like, I played something on Switch. I'm going to have to find out the name of it whilst you lot are talking. But it was exactly that start, and the gameplay was rough. And, like, it, I, just, I just... Maybe it's just me being nostalgic this year and playing old games and stuff like that. And well, this fit yeah. into that mould. Another World got a remaster in yeah. the last couple of years as well, didn't it? As did Flashback, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's probably just... That's why people are probably so fond of it. They're just... I just want experiences like that, but people obviously don't make experiences like that because the gameplay sucks, <laughs> and it's yeah. like we can't sell a game. Well, it's also on the basis that the gameplay sucks. It's also it's easier to accept a remaster being clunky mm. because you're kind of buying it for nostalgia anyway. True. Mm. True. But like when it's a brand new game, you're like, okay, give me some quality of life. Like, yeah, you yeah. have the opportunity. Why? Why are you making this bad? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it's like it's good. It's, it's like some people play want that pain by playing Dark Souls, or <laughs> that pain from playing the Eternal Castle Arena. And that's so. Yeah, so, and so I played that. Um, if you, if you know what you're getting in for, and it's like this is probably not the game I'd recommend. Um, I will find the name of that game. That it is is probably a much better um substitute because i think it's always on sale on switch which is where i got it and it's like you saw it in like the charts every you see it in the charts every time it goes on sale mm. and people enjoy it you know people like it and i yeah. think they said that oh we had a really good like sales milestone like we sold three hundred thousand copies or something just from being on switch and it's like oh, nice. god damn yeah uh That's the cool. way remastered so I think it was just originally called The Way. I think mm. they like made some gameplay tweets, but yeah, The Way remastered. It's published by PC. Fastball. I don't know. 
I don't, I, I don't oh, is that a joke? Was that a joke? Okay. It's made by. Do you not remember the song "The Way" by Fastball from the like no. late nineties? Uh, Maybe okay. if you um, played it, I'd recognize it. But is it some kind of garage it? track or? It's like, oh man, how to describe? It's like nineties. Okay, you had Eagle Eye Cherry, and like yeah. Safe Tonight. It came yeah. out like almost the same time. Oh. Um, to the point where people forgot which was which. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, look, people saying, "Oh yeah, it's three dollars. Oh, this is the best three dollars I've spent on a game." The way remastered, and obviously, it didn't review well because critics have to be critics. It's like yeah. it doesn't mm. play too well, but but yeah, it's it's um yeah. I mean, if you if you can save your if you can save your money and you don't want this kind of experience sort of straight away, mm. there's a game coming out called Blasphemous, which oh, yeah. is that kind of like gory pixel art um, kind of experience. Um, I think it's a two D side scroller, um, which is very much that kind of um, Dark Souls esque kind of game, essentially very gothic in nature, um, medieval in nature sort of thing. Um, and it's aesthetic big big bosses that you kind of come up against um, a hack and slash kind of thing you know with a few like execution animations and stuff is looking looking superb um, yeah, but that I, I, might give you a similar kind of you know similar kind of vibe in mm -hmm. its sort of platforminess hack and slashy kind of um you know mm. gameplay to it but yeah. um, something that's looking quite uh, quite polished at least visually yeah. And from the the sort of the animations and things that I have seen, it does look very fluid. Yeah. So yeah, that might be one to to hold it's up. Right. For. Yeah. Um, the way on Steam, um, it says, uh, <laughs> experience an adventure inspired by old school classics like Another World, Heart of Darkness, and Flashback. So mm. yeah, if you're looking for that, yeah. Um, nice. I played Alan Wake. I don't know if you want to hear about that later. Oh yes, we'll do that later. Oh, Adol, you're showing us the the um, album cover or the single cover, there or whatever yeah, their yeah. thumbnail is. The way, nope. yeah. Not a clue Nothing. what that is. Don't know. Okay. I'd, I'd play it, but it would sound so shitty, and we've already tangented enough. So. That's and it would fair. block out the uh, sound, wouldn't it? Discord, anyway. Yeah, Discord would yeah, probably just oh, yeah. kill to the that next I'll um, just go on my own phone and listen to it. <laughs> Excellent. I'm, I'm going to open a beer then, whilst we're doing that, because I'm ready for another beer. Um, Lucy, you said you're only the one this week, so it's you and I, Adol, mm. with our second beers for the evening. So, I'm going to drink another beer from the Beer 52 box. Um, and this one is from Croatia, and the Garden Brewery. Oh, they're and great. Is, I, I had a peanut butter stout from them the other night, and it was quite nice. Like, one of the only ones I've drunk from this box so far. Mm. And it was nice. Um, this one is the New England IPA 05. And the flavor text says it's hazy and yellow with tropical notes of citrus and lychee. It's 5.5%. Um, it does give me the ingredients. Um, and they are the malt marisotta lager torrified wheat wheat golden naked oats and oats the hops there's loads of them are a cuanot citra huel melon mandarina bavaria and tnt steino uh, yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah not, not, not one i've ever had um the yeast is uh nipa n-e-i-n-e-i-p-a 
Does a neighbour yeast? Yeah, so this suggests. Um, and then just adjuncts lactose. Oh, it's lactose in there. Yeah. So with those oat, with all those oats and the lactose in there, I expect something very sort of very smooth. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Um. I ha I think the first time I had one of their beers was in the beer fifty two box, and I was yeah. just like so so on it. But when I had it on draft, I think at this year's Taps Festival, I was like, oh my god, this is so nice. Really amazing. Yeah. Nice. So let's all go to Croatia and drink it fresh. Yeah, I've been there a couple yeah. times in my life. I love that place. It's great. Yeah, Rather than Birmingham cool. next year, we'll go to Croatia. <laughs> we'll start saving and, up for uh, it. Yeah. Had um, a uh, weird night there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Adol, what are you drinking? I am drinking from Brick Brewery um, a Manhattan Sour. Oh. So. Styled on the classic cocktail, this Manhattan Sour blends sweet cherry with a dash of bitter orange, cinnamon, and ginger to create a warmth alongside rich, sweet, and fruity notes from aging on cherry wood. This dark sour harnesses the classic recipe made famous by New York speakeasies. And it has barley, wheat, hops, yeast, sweet cherry, orange zest, cinnamon, and ginger. So it is what it says on the tin. It's 5.6%. Uh, it's got this lovely... Brick has these, like, tessellating sort of mm. abstract patterny um, tins, cans. That's, that's a word. Um, <laughs> you imagine if it was a tin, you had to get an opener and take it off every single time. That aluminium vessel. Let's call it that. Yeah. Mm. That's probably why well, they used bottles well, instead. Well, well, I started pouring. Had to stop pouring. Yeah, I had a little bit of that with mine as well. Not not quite as much as yours, but I got a little bit of head going on with um, with mine. Yeah, from the Garden Brewery, the Milkshake uh, IPA was the one I had at the festival. That was very good. I've had the Pale Ale, the Citrus IPA, mm. the Stout. Yeah, they're decent, but nice. nice. I think fresh is probably the way to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, from this one then, as you mm. try to pour and get rid of that head addle, um, this does say on it, um, it's a New England IPA 05, and underneath the garden brewery it says an evolving um, New England IPA series. So hmm. I assume it's number five within the series that they're doing. So it'll be interesting to see what the other ones were. But on the nose, getting a lot of that citrus sort of straight off. And you are getting a little bit of, of kind of almost biscuity malty sort of sweetness on the nose as well sort of matching up with that citrus quite nicely mm. by the way Adele, i've never heard of that song the way never really maybe maybe, maybe it was just in north america fuck it yeah. fastball maybe, might be canadian maybe it reached number 39 in the top 40 over here <laughs> number one in canada number 41 yeah, because just looking at like old, like, I can't remember which website I was on. It was just like, oh, that was number one in like Finland and Canada. It was always Canada who likes weird. <laughs> I mean, so so they, they're from Austin, Texas. So they're an American band, but it's, it's a bit mm -hmm. of a roll of the dice on whether what gets big in North America. Like, yeah. If it's American and it was popular in Canada, he was popular in America. Right, 
yeah. maybe not vice versa with Canadian bands, but um, bit of a crapshoot when it comes to crossing the pond. I will mm -hmm. say this about the Manhattan Sour. Um, the head dissipates real quick. Nice. Um, I already poured a little more. Um, you get it that. Like, uh, it looks like black currant juice. Yeah, yeah kind really of. It, it's a little more brown than purple. Mm. Like um, in my light. Um, mm. Well, you get that color tinge in the head. Yeah. Um, I guess it's hard okay. to tell with the yellow light. But it's, it's 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 like a little brownie, a little purple yeah, in the yeah. head as well. Just off white, yeah. Nice. Who's gonna are you go? Are you gonna describe what you've just tasted? Sure. It <laughs> is. <That face. laughs> um, it, the first thing that happens is you taste it, and it kind of reminds you of cough syrup. Oh. So I think the alcohol and the cherry mm. coming together at first was like, oh dear, this is artificial cherry tasting. <laughs> yeah. um, but the orange and the sweetness of the cherry sort of come in a little after that initial taste. So basically the tartness of the sour hits right away and then fades, and then that lets the other flavors come through. And it's... um. Yeah, it gives a lot more a lot more depth can come through. So you you it definitely stop doesn't taste artificial. Um, you get a little the yeah. The, I'm actually surprised that the malts are coming through and they're helping yeah. balance everything mm -hmm. through out. Um, mostly the orange zest is giving a, like a very bitter citrus. Um, I'm not really tasting the cinnamon or ginger. I think it's mostly on the very end of the finish. I noticed mm. there's just a bit of a spiciness, but I suspect that they're balancing everything out. And so I would say your first taste of this is not going to be the standard taste, like just because your mouth needs to get used to that sour. And then when that happens, it allows everything else to come through because it's such a first initial first hit, especially coming off of, you know, that really light Nipa. Um, that was session mm. strength. Um, yeah. I'm I'm digging it. Um, I mean, I don't drink Manhattans very often. I can't remember I'm, what the operative alcohol is. But the one thing I will say is it's not evoking a cocktail from me because I think the alcohol is sort of mixing really well with the other ingredients. It doesn't taste like an alcoholic drink with these other flavors. It kind of right. tastes like... Except for the tartness, just sort of these other flavors doing interesting things. So, like, mm -hmm. if you were looking for a Manhattan, from what I recall Manhattan's tasting, this isn't going to be, like, yeah. clearly a Manhattan. I think it's more I know, inspired by than, like, a direct, we're trying to make a beer that tastes like Manhattan. Yeah. It's not. It's no meat heater. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the meat heater. It's a tasty fucking drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which we which we chatted about, but I assume it hasn't gone up yet. No, I forgot that Lucy sent it to me and did yeah. nothing with the sound file. That's I fine. forgot that I at had some it. Point, <laughs> at some point next week, there'll be a little yeah. bonus episode about what we drank. Um, briefly. In, in, briefly in Birmingham, yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, nice, nice. Uh, so, um, this New England IPA. Yeah, I was say mm -hmm. you had a thing. Yes. Um, the the the, the flavour does match up quite well with the nose, getting a lot of citrus. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be able to pick out um, lychee normally, but it comes through quite strongly. 
okay. here. Uh, you know, only sort of married up with a bit of citrus and then the malt's kind of uh, pushing through a little bit later. The lychee does kick through. It gives you this kind of, this very slight bitterness to mm. it. Um, but that's only very, very slight. And then the maltiness kind of kicks in. There's a little bit of sweetness in there as well. Um, a little bit of... Um, a little bit of a kind of almost a resurgence in the body you start to feel a little bit of that texture almost mm. a little bit later it's kind of a, a quite a nice quick light kind of um, initial kind of sip but then it starts to feel a little heavier mm. kind of as it sits in your mouth um, not getting a huge amount of um, like the style from this from you know New England IPAs as a style really um, I mean, it's not, um, it's not kind of like a big fruity flavor. There's just this kind, this, this bit of a dull sort of bitterness to it really, mm -hmm. you know, more so coming from like the lychee kind of flavor than maybe anything else. Um, I mean, it's, it's perfectly serviceable and, yeah. and, and, and an easy kind of, <laughs> an easy kind of beer, but yeah. <laughs> it's just sort of a bit like, yeah, okay, mm -hmm. this is, this is fine. I don't think I'd reach for it again. So they put actual light cheese in it. Um, it didn't say. Was that a note or did it? So the note said, "Tropical notes of citrus and lychee." Okay, um, yeah, it, I, but the ingredients didn't. The ingredients yeah, I've did never heard a beer who had lychee, and that's why I was wondering. It's like, yeah, like I, I so often get that, like lychee flavour though, mm. uh, from beers that. Are you know, like IPAs, double IPA. Yeah. Things yeah. that are going for that, you know, noticeably citrus and tropical flavours. <sighs> yeah, I, I, I think the only thing that sort of points it out really, I mean, obviously it tells me on the front, but mm. it is that, that kind of the way that the citrus kicks in and then there is that dull, like, bitterness. Mm. Um, it still re remains a little bit kind of, it's still got this slight sweetness to it, but it just drops down that level and the bitterness kind of kicks in just yeah. a bit. Um, that, that kind of signifies that that is, you know, that it, that it is there. Um, maybe that looks a little bit of creaminess or something. Yeah, and it does, it does have a, yeah. Yeah, it does have a slight creaminess to it, but again, mm. is that kind of what Slightly. a lot of the oats are doing, what the lactose is doing to it as well? Um, <laughs> Maybe it's no the idea. Yeah, no well. idea what TNT yeah. is, hot wise, and what that what's going on yeah. there. So yeah, that's that beer. <laughs> so let's, let's I did them. quick quickly check. Uh, so Manhattan is uh, rye with a bit of sweet sweet vermouth and then some bitters. <laughs> Um, oh, okay. I've never had a Manhattan. Yeah, I don't drink which, cocktails really. Yeah. So. Mm. But yeah, so I just would like to say, yeah, there's there's definitely not there's not enough maltiness going on to really evoke that rye with that yeah. hearty rye. Unless today. it's a Long Island iced tea, because it has all the alcohols, and that was the only <laughs> thing I. All of them. Yeah, it doesn't have yeah. like vodka, like some other crap. All <laughs> <So, laughs> that vodka rum. Maybe, maybe Jim, I don't know. But um, is is a white Russian a cocktail? Yeah, it I, is. Yeah, yeah, I like black and white Russians. Um, um yeah, a long time I has vodka, tequila, light rum, triple sec gin, and a splash of cola. Oh, well, there you go. And that's why wow. I always. That's why it was like, oh, it's two for one cocktails. It's like I don't drink cocktails. I will drink this Long Island iced tea. So I'm drunk. 
I mean, <laughs> I think it's still just the same amount of alcohol as like another cocktail. They're too sweet. That's what I don't like about cocktails. Not that bitter. High high balls over cocktails is always me. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, I mean, I'm, I'm much straight more of it. straight whiskeys over yeah. cocktail yeah. high balls. <laughs> just like, That's why yeah. we had the straight vodka. No, that was bad yeah, though. Vodka's, vodka's just oh, it was disgusting. Mm. I hate vodka. <laughs> Why did you, you do it to us? Well, you though? can tell what state of mind I was in by then. When I started ordering the straight liquor. Uh, <laughs> That's when yeah. Lucy needs to go home. Mm. But we didn't. We went elsewhere. No. But yeah, we so, well, I, yes. well, the well, you did. Yeah, the side um, was very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Let's oh, man, talk we're about some more <laughs> topics and things. Ado, I'm going to come to you. Uh, so I thought we, we sort of mentioned it briefly on our Discord. Um, but the... Um, what are the fuck are they called? Molson Coors just bought out Hop Stuff from, oh, yeah. from London. Um, mm. uh, and, yeah, we know that happens. We've talked about takeovers. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about the um, Sleeman slash Sapporo takeover of Wild Rose in Calgary. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting and I thought was worth talking about this time around was that Hop Stuff in two years ago, two, two and a half years ago, uh, did a crowd investing um, drive mm -hmm. and raised, uh, oh god, how much money was it? Uh, they raised uh, just shy of three quarters of a million pounds, um, but the way that but they their, their business still ended up is on the verge of collapsing. They would have had to like they were about to go into arrears, and so Molson Coors have stepped stepped in and bought them out. But because it's that type of buyout, it means there's no, they they had to sell basically everything lock stock, and so there's none of that money from Molson Coors is going to the investors. Mm. Was it one of those crowdfunding platforms where yes, I have a stake in this company now? Yeah. So the, the, this is the key. Yeah. So this wasn't mm. like a Kickstarter. Yeah. Help a Kickstarter. Just help us make a brewery, and then we'll give you a. You know, a goal a you can buy a free beer. This was crowd investing. Right. Um, so this is the same type of thing that BrewDog is doing right now, right? They're trying to sell shares in BrewDog to the public to, to, mm -hmm. to keep the money coming in. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, equity for punks or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, so crowdfunding investing is basically not, instead of doing things uh, as like, because you're not big, like the stock market where you can do initial public offering and all the red tape that it requires to be on a uh, stock exchange, mm -hmm. things you wouldn't want to do anyway. Um, it's like, why don't we use the Kickstarter type model to just sell shares in our company to whoever we can get, and maybe that will mean I'll earn enough money through that to keep going, and then people have a stake in the company, and so mm -hmm. theoretically that means they could sell their stake in the same way you can sell a stock yeah. uh, regularly. Um, that's not what happened here. Because mm. Molson Coors, um, I actually don't know if they're more Molson than Coors. I think they are. I think they're still Canadian. I think Molson being nice. the Canadian one, um, mm. their biggest brand being Molson Canadian. There must have been some fine print in this um, crowdfunding, in, you know, investing yeah. in that thing where it's like, oh, 
in so, you know subset like B paragraph C D I R. If we get bought out, yeah. I mean, it's it, it is an investment, isn't it? So there is always that risk that you're never going to get anything back from it. And had they have just gone into administration, they would have got Those investors would would not have got anything back from it. And which it's is kind of you know, and they and and whether they did uh, did start the paperwork for administration and were bought out whether it's kind of like a fire sale type thing like oh shit we just need to we just need someone to come jump in and kind of invest yeah um, so is it's, it's it's a difficult one to kind of um it's it's uh, i say it's difficult to justify but i mean it, it's it's one where i would always i would always think that that people that have invested should kind of be remunerated for what they'd invested in the first instance you mm -hmm. know normally when you um, go into arrears and you go into administration and you're bought out the people that you owe money to are paid off mm -hmm. ah, but this is different so owning so, so yes it is different yes because the people you owe money to are the people who you like bought hops from or pay yeah. rent to etc the investors or the shareholders, they get a, a share of the profits, et cetera. There yeah. weren't profits, right? So, like, if they'd gone in arrears, they, there's no money for the shareholders no matter yeah. what, right? I, th I think that's what you're trying to say. I just wanted to clear it up. So, yeah, he said basically Mr. Yeomans, Jeff Yeomans, who was um, the, the CEO, said that a full sale of the shareholding was commercially unviable. Um, basically, no one would buy it based mm. on the number of outstanding share prices and he was i'm so sorry i wanted so much to turn the passion you have for hop stuff brewery into a financial win for you and i'm absolutely gutted that hasn't happened i would completely understand if you wanted to wash your hands of us but i very much hope you don't so don't and molson's basically said in their press release that they they recognize in hop stuff a team uh, which had a real shared value and any thoughts on craft beer and it would be a shame to see that disappear uh, standard big boy chat yeah yeah i mean uh for me i've had a few beers from hop stuff they they put beers out in tesco yeah um that's how i, I would imagine that's why molson cores yeah have picked them up because of so their distribution and, and yeah. the, they're already in a supermarket and they can just mm get more of their fingers you know they've currently got like three fingers in the supermarket pie now they can get five fingers and they can <laughs> fucking starfish all over the place in the supermarkets um, i think we just found uh found a category on ben's porn hub starfish. <laughs> <laughs> um but it's 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 also kind of, a Canadian I mean, company hey yeah um, as we learned a few weeks ago yeah mm. So uh, I just, I mean, everything I've had from Hop Stuff, I've not really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, I've never here. kind of had a beer are that you, I've ever wanted to kind of comment on, really. They're usually um, collaborating with other breweries. They do, yeah, a yeah. lot. And there's been like one with North, there's been one with Umbard, who, mm. who I, that's another oh, point yes. I want to talk about with Umbard um as well but if you know I, do you guys have a sort of like initial thoughts on on this i have a gcse in business and i'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, i have an a level in business i barely know what those <laughs> things are <laughs> um yeah it, it 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 
I think it's. I was happy for Hop stuff because it's like, yes, yeah. people can continue having jobs, do yeah, what they're but, passionate yeah. about, and stuff like that. I didn't know the um, crowdfunding thing until you actually spoke about it today. I only read half the story clearly, and that sucks. But as Ben said, it's like there's always risk, you know, in anything like this. So it's like even Kickstarter, yeah. you know, you're not getting any shares or anything like that. Sometimes you're not even getting the product that you were promised. Um, yeah. So, so there's there's always risk. I think people. As long as there's enough clarification on however they advertise this, obviously they would not think, oh yeah, we're going to get bought out in two years after we're almost going to mm. go into administration. Obviously that's not something, but hopefully in the small fine print of any agreement that was signed, that was done, that that was a caveat and people yeah, knew yeah. the risks. It's up to people who are investing money to go find that information out. You can't Very just be much. mad yeah. retroactively think, because yeah. you didn't know about this. Like, research it. We're slowly starting to see crowdfunding by some people at least starting to be more discerning. Yes. And yeah. like yeah. one of the things with crowd investing was it it came up precisely because it was supposed to be more secure. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you're not just raising money for a business. You're not just paying someone to run their business shoddily. Yeah. You're buying into their shoddy business. And I, I, I say that like <laughs> tongue in cheek, but like you have to consider Mm-hmm. They've been around a while, and their business is failing. So buying shares in their business is buying shares in a failing business. Yeah. So unless they have a plan on how this cash injection won't just be temporary, like it, just like any investment, like it's no different. And just and I, I don't mean that in the sense of other stocks, other companies. I mean buying a used car. All these things, like you have to do your due diligence, and if you don't get what it's doing or how it works, maybe don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm sad that people got like burned in this really weird niche way, um, but I hope that these types of situations will remind people that like using your money in these ways <laughs> yeah. and like just giving it mm. to people, it, it means you're just giving it to people and hoping that it'll work. Yeah, and like there's a reason why crowdfunding for products never existed in the past, and it, part of it mm-hmm. was because you couldn't, small people couldn't make things because we had factory costs. Now we have on-demand things with China and whatever. But another part is like you want the stability of a company. There's a reason why like yeah. IBM and GE in the 50s through 70s just bought up a bunch of small companies for their patents so they could actually produce the. It's and, it's. it's... It's tough though, like because that is a platform now, and people have found success on it. I think yes, just, yeah, yeah. I just want the green assault there. As, mm, yeah, yeah. it'd be incredibly all. hard as a business, as a company, to be like, okay, we're definitely not going to get a loan from the back point, but we know that we have enough of a following community where it's like, oh, we'll yeah. be set if we um, go straight to the public. So it, yeah, it, in some ways it is better. weird when you think about it. Yeah, because there was this didn't exist like 10 years ago so mm. i mean to, to sort of draw a parallel between um like games and, and beer like investment into breweries and things mm-hmm. it's it, uh, you know investment on this sort of scale has been around for maybe four or five years now roughly yeah um on a you know on on the scale that it currently is um in breweries it's a lot less than um it is within games you know, we get a lot of kickstarted games. We get a lot of, um, you know, uh, uh, 
like uh, developers who have like things like Patreon and stuff like that. Whereas brewers are, I don't know, just a little bit, maybe not reluctant as such, but it it doesn't really seem to figure into it's their a, it, kind of into their avenue of of funding. Well, um, well Patreon is like artist penetrating service based, games, right? Sorry. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, and, and again, uh, the, the, a, a big difference is that, you know, you can invest in this game and it will come out in 12 months time. You invest in this brewery, you, you, you'd imagine that they're putting products out in sort of two, three weeks time. You know, there's no, a, a mean, very quick not... turnaround on things like that as well to start generating and building on your investment in a quite a quick sort of time frame versus maybe a, a game which is still 18 two years month two years out type thing um, yeah yeah so i fully agree with that the scale between the two industries is, is slightly different but um you know as we've said it, it is an investment that's that's that is what it is and as lucy was mentioning as long as it's kind of spelled out to people and they know the risks um hopefully there's not a load of people who um, you know, hop stuff was the only thing they've ever invested in, and they went, oh, "I've got a grand. I'll just invest it in this brewery I really like." Yeah, you know, well, I think that the like big it to be a considered yeah. choice for a lot of people. Yeah, I think the big thing I was trying to say isn't don't do this, or this is clearly a bad platform, but like, um, yeah, like you were saying, like treat you have to treat it as an investment, and you have to ask why are they in this position of moving to crowd sourcing because that is more variable and so there's a business position involved with that and you should just appreciate that and it could be yeah i can get a loan from the bank for 20 grand but i think i could get fellow investors for 50 and i could mm. scale differently that's yeah. fine right just figure that out ask those mm. questions do that due diligence don't throw your money at a thing because you like it yeah yeah Right, I like, do that all the time, though. But like, <laughs> not, so I guess the difference is investing versus buying their beer is a different True. thing, right? Like supporting a business by buying their product versus supporting a business by giving their money for their day-to-day -day yeah. operations in exchange Agreed. for ownership of part of the company is a way more dangerous thing if you care about that exchange. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's just give them money. Yeah, yeah, just send it in an envelope. Just, uh, just yeah, just, just uh, you know, yeah. uh, just realize that it is just a cost that yeah. you have incurred, and you may never get anything back from that. Yeah. Because you want to go to the shop and continue to buy the beers that they mm -hmm. produce. Um, but it, so one of the things um, that that, that, that one of the instant thing that I thought about this was that um, with um, with that big Tesco um, expansion with their beers. Uh, Umbard um, had started putting beers into Tesco and actually the beers that I'd had from them were brewed at Hopstuff's brewery. Oh, so I'd be interested to see how this affects Umbard. They'll get bought by Molson because it's oh, fine. No, no, I don't think they will. I think, I think they'll get squeezed out. Yeah. Right. So, so I think the they'll get squeezed out, yeah. yeah. I'll collaborate with somebody else. Well, yeah, they will, so... but they'll just they'll lose that 
uh, that presence area. in like Tesco, yeah. they won't yeah. be able to produce what they had. Whether there's True. then financial penalties to them for not being able to produce, um, you know, what they've got through their contract with someone like Tesco's mm. or something like that would then have to be taken into consideration. Um, you know, there may be some some big impacts on them that just isn't you know being reported currently, yeah. isn't being discussed currently, that I would be a little bit worried about. Um, yeah, I had some you know, bad beers a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, and they are they are really good. Um, and whether as a um, I don't know whether Ambard would have been an investor, whether they were paying for the space. Uh, you know what the arrangement was with someone like Hopstuff to produce the beers. They were they were just giving them recipes, and it was being named as mm. uh, unbarred beers, kind of thing. You know, whatever that relationship is, um, hopefully they were considered with within, within all of this. The deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know, not yeah, yeah, and just how it impacts them essentially. Mm. It's a weird one. It's a weird one. Like, hop stuff, I... As you say, I think it's probably because they're a known brand at this point. They're obviously in trouble, so it's not going to be that much. It's not like they're handing over millions of uh, Molson cores and they're all rich suddenly. Um, yes. Yeah, I think yeah. it's because... Yeah, they're like, hmm, this seems like they've got the infrastructure of being in, you know, a high street brand People that, that people can recognise. It's like, yeah, small investment. Let's get them on board, so... <sighs> yeah but I, I am happy for the people who work there and it's like yeah like looking on the brink of extinction <laughs> like, <laughs> and having this this hand just reach out from the clouds it's like that's got to be a relief for all of them yeah very much yeah mm. yeah very much uh, I, I suppose that's a much a nice a much nicer point to finish on. Yeah. Than my point of be like like oh how are these people affected? Like it's nice that people yeah. have retained their jobs and yeah. hopefully there isn't any kind of um, you know scaling back for those guys. You know they're not moving forward with you know seventy five sixty percent of their workforce or something like that. Yeah, it's just a buyout for them to just be able yeah. to move forward as they yeah, are. I, was like, I doubt it's that just because I don't think most of the course have, I mean I haven't looked into it, but they don't have a huge presence in the UK. I know they own they bought a cider company earlier in, in the yeah, past years. Yeah. Yeah. But like there's no reason to downsize because you don't mm -hmm. have a I mean they don't have the presence yet. Yeah, it's it's the next two companies they buy out that will that will feel the hits, right? Completely, yeah. And it's 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 interesting because Coors must be one of the most advertised beers in the UK, next to something like Heineken, yeah, and Fosters. Like see Coors yeah. advertised all over yeah. the place. I don't actually see it in very many bars, but also I guess I don't go to the right. Oh, time. it's not bars. It's like bus stops and TV oh, yeah. ads. No, no. I mean, I don't actually see it on tap. Oh no, no, not well. But it oh, might so be because Foster's. I don't go to random places. No, Coors. I see Foster's, oh, but Coors. I don't see Coors. No, I usually just see the bottles. Yeah. I mean, so there's the bottles. I see it on tap a little bit. I see it on tap, yeah. Depends who um, it's dis distributed by, doesn't it? And whoever the beer, yeah. the pub that you've gone into is owned by. Yeah, and is able say, to I think buy it's because the pubs from... I go to... They have stuff that doesn't taste disgusting. Because otherwise, why am I going? And if you're going to get a mainstream beer, you're not going to pick Coors first. Absolutely not. 
that and Bud, Bud, Budweiser, absolutely not. I'd rather have a Carling any day. Oh, for, for any sure. goddamn day than a Budweiser or Coors. I think I'm buying a Bex before any of them. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Mm. I'll just buy a Cobra. Or a San Miguel. A I'm probably buying a San Miguel or an Estrella before any of them, to be fair. Mm. Yeah, Estrella. I'll just do it with me, Carling. There's something familiar about it. Done. Yeah. So I haven't worn these shorts in a in a number of days, mm. but this is a lollipop stick <laughs> in my back pocket. I like that. Mm -hmm. Did you go to the? You dentist? can just I you do. can stick it in, pretend you're like Kojak <laughs> all the time. No one knows there's no lollipop on the end. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I don't know where this is from. I should it's... probably not have put it in my mouth. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> Picked it up off the street and then put it in my back pocket. Yeah. This is so yeah. strange. But when you have, I think I need to reevaluate how I run my cooler. life. Mm. We all need to reevaluate. That's yeah, anyway, um, but yeah, so I, I, mean, I think it should be a warning to people that um, influxes of cash don't save companies. Yeah. Right. Mm. Like so, like if no matter what field you're in, if you get a bunch of money but don't change your practices, you're just on a, a clock, right? Yeah. Mm. Completely. And that sounds like what happened here. I mean, mm. I don't know. I didn't look at the books. Maybe other things impacted them, but it really sounds like, hey, we're in a tough joint. Oh, cool. We got three quarters of a million pounds. Oh, that wasn't enough for I us think to do our thing. Now that it's in the Molson Coors portfolio, there'll be people watching them. Oh yeah. So this. Sure I mean, yeah. So, so I'd be surprised if. So it's because they didn't do a full corporate buyout, such that they had to pay out shareholders. They can basically do whatever they want because they're buying goods, not business. Is is? I mean, yeah. So I don't know how it works here, but I assume that's that's the move that short shorted circuited the mm. the um, shareholders. At least that's how it would be in in, in North America. Um, but because of that, it means they've got a lot of basically carte blanche to do whatever they want, right? Because the existing structure just died? Uh, yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah. And they're going to start bringing in bulk bought you know, ingredients mm. and those sorts of things, I would imagine. Yeah. It's, it's going to essentially change recipes. Mm. And well, I mean, I don't think they actually will change yeah. the recipes. <laughs> they're going to change their gonna name fire... from uh, hop stuff to stuff so, your hops. So if stuff and hops, if hop no, stuff has stuff a social don't media want manager, any taste or flavor in this beer yeah. anymore. <laughs> if if hop stuff has a social media manager, that cat person's get fired, getting fired. Um, if like, like the marketing PR stuff that Molson can get people who don't need to be on the ground, yeah, that's, that's sort of the the the, the dangerous jobs to, to lose. Mm. But like, if I was Molson Coors, I would watch them mm. for like a few months, figure out what's going on, and then and then do your big moves. So I don't think anything's yeah. going to change anytime soon, including with like Unbarred or anyone else. It's this six month timeline that. Mm. Yeah, good point. Yeah, mm. good. Let's um, let's move on to our final topic then. Pivot. Um, and I kind of um, I want to talk around um, the idea of um, taking a break from games, but then not taking a break from games at all. And um, <laughs> I'm, I'm good at the former, ba bad at the latter. Um, <laughs> so last week I wrote and put up on Out of Lives how. 
you know, we don't really ever consider taking a big break from games and gaming. You know, you you didn't you didn't consider that. It just kind of yeah, just naturally yeah, sort yeah. of happened, and you drifted away. You know, we never really kind of think to ourselves actually uh, you know i'm not in a great place at the moment or, or there's a lot i'm not of enjoying on, it or... i'm enjoying it i need something else and uh, you know partly I, I was thinking about this because um cory mc fixer has had a bit of a change in circumstance and whilst he's not stopped playing games and he's still making videos and things he has to ha he has had to shift what he's doing he's not able to stream as much as he had done um, and he wanted he wanted to take a break a little bit of a break as well just to be able to deal with a couple of things himself just don't and... play rage too <laughs> that's what broke him but it kind of it, it, you know it, it initially got me thinking around the idea that uh, you know it, we don't ever kind of really consider the idea that these you know that this entertainment product or games and all this stuff that we've immersed ourselves in that we kind of need a break from this sometimes and i went into the start of last week very much not having really loads of stuff that i could play i had at my disposal but i didn't really want to play anything and i thought to myself i'm fine with just not engaging with any of this and i'm okay with just having that break um and i don't think i've ever kind of felt that way before every time that i've had a break it's always been like oh i need to i need to find something else to play i need to sort of snap out of this you know we talked about the gaming funk before and those right. various games that kind of move you on from playing maybe a bigger experience or, or having open world fatigue or whatever you kind of have um and i'm thinking at the start of the week i just i just don't need to play anything and then the start of this week i found myself thinking oh I might start the Walking Dead collection because actually I do want to play the final season which released this year. I own it all and I started playing that. And I, whilst I was happy with where I'd left Sunless Skies after playing a little bit of The Walking Dead and having that more narrative kind of focused game, I thought actually I, I do want to jump back into Sunless Skies. My, my, my break from gaming was, um, was absurdly brief in it being basically a week. Uh, but it was a week in which I wasn't constantly trying to chase that next experience. Right, yeah. And I was kind of very um, just content with not having to be playing games. And as I say, it wasn't mm -hmm. really something I've ever kind of felt before. But it's yeah. allowed me to be a little bit, even, even just that week break has allowed me to be a little bit refreshed and go into playing some games that were sort of, you know, the Walking Dead collection has been sat on my machine for a year and I have not touched it for just like even a week break to games. think. Yeah. <laughs> but just even a week to just be like, okay, hmm. I, I, I'll start this. I'm, you know, I'm more than happy to kind of jump back in and kind of begin playing this now. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know how the, the two of you feel about it because our previous conversations have been very much, you know, the the idea of the gaming funk and finding something to kind of break us out for it. And mm -hmm. I know we've both, well, both, we've all taken breaks from gaming previously, and they've all been quite sort of circumstantial, really. Um, you know, Adol with the with the PhD, um, and just just sort of like falling out of that that motion. Luciano with things like uni, you had sort of like little breaks from from gaming and things like that. But I just wondered whether either of you had ever had that kind of 
break where you're, you know, it's not constantly sort of like nagging at you that you need to be doing something, that you need to play something else. Adult, I recognise that doing the PhD and podcasting about games is not the, you know, that's not where this is going to come in. So, uh, you know, yeah. has there ever been a time where this is, you know, where you've been happy with just not playing games? Um, If I'm honest, really. it ha has to do with being too busy has always mm. been the key where it's like, so like when I did got my full-time job in IT and then immediately afterwards became a full-time student again. Just didn't have the space in my life. And I, yeah. well, that's not true. I still managed to play games quite a bit. Um, but I didn't feel, I guess when I was busy, I didn't feel the pull. It was when you said the pull to play games, that's sort of what drew, drew, drew me to that moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's, Definitely been when I or like when I first moved to Amsterdam and like I could take a computer and it wasn't I did I just did play games until I mentioned ironically to my brother-in-law that I don't play games anymore because mm. I don't have a system but it's been kind of refreshing because I've been doing other things with the time I spend more time with my photography and, and, and other things and he all he heard was oh he doesn't have a video game system so then they bought for Christmas. They they got uh, uh, they bought from a Netherlands site an Xbox 360 and sent it to me, mm. which was like really sweet. But also, you didn't listen. <laughs> I literally said I don't do this, but it's nice. And it's like, why don't you do it again? Um, but like that period where I moved, I went to a new place. Even when I was settled, though, and it wasn't like I was super busy, etc. It was like. No, I'm cool. Like this isn't yeah. part of my life because I'm a starving student and I live in a five meter by five meter square box. Um, cool. I will figure other things out, and and it was fine. And I think it's when I'm settled and I have access to games and I don't play them for a while that I feel the pull more. Yeah. But like, if I like, even when I moved first moved to Bristol, I didn't have gaming systems. It wasn't really playing, but also it's mostly it's the social pull, right? Like. I ended up getting have for a period of time had an Xbox One and a PS4 and a PC that could play games because I was most of my social time was with out of lives people, and mm. I you and and the Xbox the people who had Xbox Ones like were playing a lot of online multiplayer games. Why I didn't when I sold my Xbox One when those guys sort of went their own ways, didn't sell the PS4 because I was still playing with you, right? Like it just yeah. Um, so I think one of the things I struggle with now is I like this social aspect of gaming and have less of it. And I think because of that, I'm not playing as many games even now that I have more time because I've sort of mm. lost the habit. Um, but also one of the things that draw drew kept drawing me back to games was playing with other people. Yeah. That makes sense. And then there's yeah. just like multiplayer for fucking dorks. What's wrong with you, nerd? Yeah. It's like me, I play games on my own. It's a personal experience and it's like it's like it's like self care almost. Like yeah. I never get like uh maybe I should take a break from getting like feel like that way like oh if maybe alcohol or something like that, because it's like now and then you have a hangover and like 
at the end of the day is a depressant. It's like maybe I should start drinking. But with games, it's like I I never get like that. Obviously, you get into the funks, but that's usually because oh, just something's not grabbing me, as you said, Ben. Mm. You're coming from it from like oh, it's not grabbing me, so maybe I shouldn't just look for the next, you know, case. Yeah, yeah, next fix. Yeah. Whereas I'm like oh, that fix will come, but I'm probably still going to look for it anyway. Mm. Because I want to play, I, I like playing games. Like, I think yeah. it was last week, it was it was off air that me and Adil were, I think I was telling Adil, like, oh, sometimes I get in like moods to play something, and it, like looking at my list of games, I definitely go through phases like, oh, this month I just played mobile games, this month I just played games like Xbox, oh, this game I just felt like playing PC games. And it's like recently in the last week, like I'm back to playing on Xbox. I don't feel like playing on my Switch. <laughs> it's like, yeah. and it's usually like, oh yeah, well, I play everything on my Switch and just want to lie in bed and play the game easily. Like, no, play some big boy well, games on big boy games. Xbox. <laughs> yeah, real, real, real manly games like Alan Wake. And it's, like, but it's like, yeah, I went through that period. Probably it's probably about two thousand. Five to ten, let's say, <laughs> um, where it's like, yeah, just growing up, going to uni and stuff like that. It's like it wasn't that I didn't want to play games. It's just like, oh, there's other things to do. Mm. But now it's just like, no, this is like my main hobby, main passion. It's like I want to play games all the time. It's annoying when my body's like, ah, oh, you're just too tired to actually engage right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, God's sake, just let me play a game. <laughs> I, I never want to take a break. Hey, again. hey body, get good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's like I never want to take a break again because it's like I'm st still ruined the fact that you know I missed out on like so many good games between like those you know that five year period, and it's like that's why I'm going back now, and it's right. like mm. I wish I had experienced these games at the time, and it's it's not a... vintage I... Team Fortress Two is yeah still my fondest yeah, I mean... memories. I mean, it's great going back and just having that, like, oh, look, you know, look, look what this was like. And you could have been playing World of Warcraft for yeah. five years. I mean, Alan Wake would have seen re well. To be honest, <laughs> I played that in 2012, and it's like I stopped because I can see why I stopped it. Not, yeah, it's okay, but it would have been like, oh, imagine if you know. Imagine if this was a better game. Yeah. without knowing what better games looked like. Yeah, <laughs> and it isn't a case of like the fear of missing out because i don't care it's mm. like i'll buy games years after and i i'm fine with that it isn't that it's just like oh i wish it isn't to be like in the moment or in the zeitgeist or anything like it's just like just... oh imagine how more impressive this would have been from like a technical right. narrative you know standpoint if i'd played it back then so yeah yeah and mm. do you do you kind of do you, do you feel that um you know as well you're kind of influenced a little bit by say like a new game coming out so with something like control um, which is, um, you know, coming quite soon. Whether you feel the need to go back, and I think mean, Quantum Break's been quite recent, but whether you feel the need to go back Never to the old Remedy it. sort of games, you know, like the, the you know, Max Payne and things like that. No, I think all. it was literally because we were just talking about it. And I was like, hmm, mm. I might play that. Because it's always been one that I wanted to go back to. I think it was just our conversation yeah. about Remedy. It's like, yeah. And I just sat down and I was like, you know, I'm going to play it today. Which is cool, the fact that I can just go on my Xbox and just like, I right, want to play a game. game from 10 yeah. years ago and just play it. Which is insane. But, um, yeah, I was just, yeah, it's alright. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, yeah. It's, it's a nice, it's nice to see like where everybody have come from. And, mm. yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely. I def <laughs> I thought that that Blair Witch reveal at E3 was a new Alan Wake game. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot I mean, of fighting. Well, it's a lot of running through forests with a flashlight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. might as well be right. Yeah, so it's like, I mean, I think it, that that's the whole thing. It's like I'm sure in like 2010, I would have been more impressed with what it was doing. But um, yeah. Mm. yeah, definitely. It's, but, it's 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 interesting that that kind of you know, the idea of not taking a. Or, not the idea of not taking a break, but the, mm. the, the the not having that feeling that you kind of that you need to, and absolutely, you're not, you're not sort of like you're not chasing those games more so of being like I could just play this game that I haven't played before and I want to experience. Yeah, um, yeah. having you're not having that kind of you know that, that new game nagging pressure. kind of yes, new game pressure and things like that. It's 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 a much at least healthier kind yeah. of option. I fully than, agree with that. Yeah, than, yeah. than having yeah. that kind of like that new game pressure, as you say, at all. Yeah. Um, um, and again, it's a healthier option as well to kind of not be in that mindset, I guess, and just being happy with being like, okay, sure, just this week I'm not doing this thing. Absolutely. There's other stuff to do. Um, you yeah. know, I, I think it, it has helped for me at least that a lot of my time has been taken up with work. Mm. And that I'm working pretty much every evening apart from a Thursday when we do this yeah um, I'm working almost every evening I don't have much free time currently to kind of to need to occupy yeah. but even then the free time that I have had has been spent with Kim um, whether that is you know just sat outside having a drink chatting or watching an episode of something or spent with Evelyn or spent with friends and, mm -hmm. and things like that it's kind of it, it, it's it's just kind of just taken a bit for me at least in the last week it's just taken a bit of a back burner yeah and and, and they just haven't had that same feeling that i've previously had Agreed. i guess no I, I fully know what that's like yeah it's yeah. like oh i'm just not in the mood i've got i usually just place that onto oh i hate work <laughs> why am i <laughs> why do i have to go to work why can I not play video games? But it's then like even when I'm not like oh I just don't feel like playing video games, and then I blame work again. It's like oh I have to go back to work tomorrow. Yeah, I don't <laughs> feel like it now. Yeah, yeah, I just, yeah, I just blame work. It's awful. I actually think my problem is that I have not enough structure in my days, and so because I like nebulously have to be applying for jobs, doing the corrections of my PhD, trying to write papers, and all those don't have any fixed deadline. I'm actually back in the same sort of mindset as I was like a year ago, where it's like gaming might not be the right move right now. So I have to mm. find myself back into a schedule where I'm working enough in the day. I feel like I've worked enough so I don't have guilt for touching a gaming console. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's different for everyone. It's mm. like, yeah. I, yeah, I just like, oh, I feel better once I've played and finished a game, you know? I've wanted to play. I rarely finish games, so I've never I never <laughs> but even that was that. a thing, like having to finish like every game you start I'm not like that anymore, thank God. Yeah. Or like even achievements and stuff like that. I have to mop up yeah. all the achievements. It's like no. Like in Alan Wake you have to kill a thousand birds. Looked at the statistics, I'm on four hundred. I'm not killing a thousand birds. That was <laughs> yeah. it. That was it. <laughs> you know? 
But I'm not even more like, attention to game score anymore. Turns out yeah. I'm bad at Mario at this stage of my life, and I'm like, oh, I bought Mario <laughs> Maker, know. but I. I but like not I... finish my level. It's so easy. Come on. Um, like I, I, I definitely go back to it, but like I think I actually have to go through the the campaign levels just to get my muscle memory back. Yeah, yeah. Those just, are really I, I, good. Just my timing isn't great. And I think my big problem is that what pulled me to that game was I know a bunch of people were getting it and they were making levels. And it's like, oh, I'm bad at this game. I can't do these levels. <laughs> make well, them. Now why do I have it? Make them and I'll play them. Yeah. You obviously have to finish your own levels, so maybe try <laughs> to do that. But um, yeah, the story mode's really good. Like, really bite-sized little things. Yeah, yeah, so I think that's what I need to do. You just just like I said, yeah. I think it's just been too long since I played a platformer, yeah. let alone a Mario game. Oh, wow. Uh... Oh, well, I mean, like a 2D. Uh... I, I did, wasn't this bad day. at, at uh, Mario Odyssey. Um, Odyssey? Is that the one that came out now? I forget. Yes. Uh, yeah. And that then it's Mario game. Origins? That's, that's Rayman. <laughs> that's Assassin's Creed. It's Rayman also. Yeah, but Assassin's Creed is the one that has the Odyssey game. And the Origins Oh, game. we're going to... Oh, that was yeah. the joke. Oh, <laughs> So many Ubisoft properties called Origins. Yeah, know? right. Oh, shoot. Yeah, Rayman is Ubisoft. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably a Why I have it on my Uplay store. That's <laughs> the one being made, isn't it? Prince of Persia Origins, which takes you before all of the games when he before became the, the Prince of there. Persia. No, it's, it's just where he's born. When you find out that the sands, of, the sands of Time are a specific rock that got eroded over time, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. Starts from there. Oh, that's a good place for us to finish our conversation yeah. for this week. Yeah. Making fun of Ubisoft once again. Oh, man. Oh, speaking of 2D uh, platformers, I played a platformer that's about half an hour called Owen's Adventure. Um, it, it's Welsh. Hmm. I mean, okay. and it's just a puzzle platformer. <laughs> Is it good? In a, in a Game Boy uh, Color Planet. Uh, yeah, nice. I bought it for like 49 pence and enjoyed my uh, On Twitch? Steam? Steam? Yeah, you're becoming the the number one computer gamer of tanked up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You see, I've gone. When you got say becoming, into... yeah, has always been. Mm, no, it's like. I mean, when I had a thing, <laughs> no, I was playing because of the humble. I was at least like installing games and trying them out. That mm. I think that honestly, one of my biggest gaming glitches right now is I'm used to being a PC gamer. And my PC can't play games. Yeah, like I, I tried to install. Well, I did install a game called Nightcall, which looks really cool. The lowest resolution is like 1280 by 720, and it's still chugging like hell. Really? On my mm. um, surface, so I don't know. Service, yeah. My surface, so I might try it on my Mac. But is Game is Pass on Mac? Nightcall. Nightcall. Well, yeah, that's really cool. Like, noir, Does your Mac cream. have a graphics card? Sorry? I don't know Mac. anything. I don't know. Well, yeah, you see, this is why I'm not the PC gamer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't update my drivers. No, no, but I mean, it's like, like a, does it have a, does it have a, like, is it a MacBook Pro or? Oh, like it's a, a MacBook Pro. Yeah, so 2013, it a... and it says uh, upgrade to Mac OS Mojave, and I don't know. That one's if... okay. The next one that's coming out later this summer will. Oh, so this is like work. two years old now. Yeah. Well, there you go. I haven't even. <laughs> there so the so I the am... new the new one they're doing away with 32-bit compatibility. 
which mm. means a lot of apps you think won't I work. know what this means? Like, what it means is a lot of the games that are Mac compatible on Steam won't be Mac oh, compatible. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's why I'm bringing it up. So if you are a Mac user and you play games on yeah. OS X, I'm so do not upgrade to the new OS. Really? It will break everything. Uh... It's really awful. Because so, I saw Because so few indie like... games or games that are, like, co-released are yeah. done 64-bit. Yeah, because yeah. I, was, I was just looking at something like Tomb Raider, and it was like, oh, it's been upgraded to 64-bit on Mac. I was like, cool, thanks for the press yeah, release. So that's, that's it's like, why is that why? Otherwise, in September, you you upgrade your machine, and you can no longer play the game you own. That sucks. Yeah. Well, I'll keep it on whatever... This Is this still... I mean, you're... Yeah, you're... I don't... Is this Sierra? I don't know what OS this is. That's fine. Yeah. The, the updates have not been extremely big. They're not really worth it. There's some optimization, but it tends to be towards newer models at the expense of older models, so your mm. best bet on... An, uh, if it's a 2013 Mac, just leave it on whatever it's at. I, I just want to yeah. buy a pre-built beefy PC. That's just like a beast. Fuck, I should... Uh, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I want to, like six, but... 700 quid. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're not that expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Because I'll be like, oh, but I could get the one, one and a half grand instead. Yeah. I think how good that would be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You this HDR years. monitor. Yeah. Okay, so the, but I kind of did that with this this PC. It, mm. it was a, it was an out of the box Asus that I got on sale that I immediately upgraded the RAM and the graphics card in, and it lasted. Like, it was my PC in Halifax. Yeah. I bought it, like, in 2015, and it lasted until, what, three months ago? Mm. And if the PCIe slot hadn't died, like, I do... It's an older i7, but, like, your CPU bottlenecks are, don't exist right now. Like, mm. it's not where the bottleneck is, and so that's why PC, like, gaming hasn't been that expensive. Um, I, I want to be... I also well, put I did, a ton of RAM in it. I did put play the lottery um friday so ah. basically i want to be so rich where it's just like oh this is chugging just throw throw that pc in in the trap it'll probably end up on some nigerian landfill and <laughs> i just won't even think about it because it's like i've got millions mm. buy me a new pc jeep so <laughs> my jeep doesn't exist anymore <laughs> play doom eternal I had to. Um, I had to check after you said you know you bought yours in like 2014 or 15. Yeah. Uh, I had to check when I bought mine, not really kind of knowing, but I remember that I bought it just before Star Wars: The Old Republic released, and that was oh, released shit. in 2011. Just, so so I'm old. still using my PC from 2011, but it does have, and it had both hard drives in there are completely different. Yeah. It's got an, it's got all new, new RAM, new graphics card, like the motherboard yeah. essentially, and the case are well, the so, only thing. So say, the the, the big thing that shifted in, in PC gaming since like two thousand nine ten is that uh, CPUs got have just are so fast that like yeah. the motherboard CPU pair, which is the hardest to replace, just will last so many more years mm. than it used to. And so long as you like, so then the big thing with your PC is. That motherboard won't have be able to handle the fastest of the RAMs right now. Completely. But you yeah. can still put like 32 gigs of RAM in it, so who cares? Yeah, as long as it's like GDDR3 
rather yeah, than five or something like that. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'll get a new PC soon, probably. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think else, yeah. business expense, mate. That's Man. what I wanted to do. Yeah, so I, my plan is originally I was thinking, could I buy a used motherboard and just like retrofit this? But I think I'll just wait. I've been living without it. I think I'll wait until I am being paid again and slowly buy pieces yeah. and buy a, buy a, just just build a reliable, decent, have a good graphics card if the graphics card still works. But that's it. You've got enough components there as well to be able to buy something with a reasonable motherboard and instantly throw a load of stuff into yeah. it to kind of to lift it. You know, the big problem is because I bought this small form factor mini ITX thing. I, I the power supply is really bizarre. It's got yeah. two different plugs coming out of it. It's not the thing I could just plug into anything else. Obviously, I need a case. So now it's motherboard, processor, power supply, case. I could put old RAM in it, but you see how it goes, right? Like, I'm at that point where because the motherboard had the failure, I, it's just buying a new thing. Yeah. And it's like, well, how much, like, how much future proofing do I want to do? Slash, can yeah. I afford? But Buy also, Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, but also, like, <laughs> something that just does what this PC was doing is not expensive. Mm. It's only if I want to do more slash future proof. Like if I just yeah, want to yeah. that functionality, yeah, I can I can kind of afford it in a couple months. But, mm. Yeah, as you say. But then it's gonna it's already on the age, right? Like that yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah. You're then you know two years down the line, you've then got to spend uh, more anyway, uh, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, very much right. Let's finish there this week. We'll discuss the beers that we have drank. Lucy, mm. you. You what's your favorite beer? beer? I can't pick a favorite. I'm yes. going to pick two again. Um, yeah. It is the Inner Circle from Left Handed Giant. 5.2% pale ale. Yeah, it does exactly what it says on the tin, as the dealer yeah. calls them there. Um, yeah, super fresh and well refreshing, hoppy, crisp. Fruitiness, slight bit of bitterness at the end, bringing all those hops into the forefront. Yeah, it's really good. Really enjoyed that. So, nice. <laughs> that is my favourite beer. Left handed giant Excellent. banging it out again as they yeah, do almost always. every beer they yeah. make. Good. Mm. Um, for me, it's an easy pick this week, and it's going to be the Monyo, um, the, the, the Shatsi, which is the mm. Hefeweiss in the first beer. Um, uh, it just. You know, it was a Hefeweizen. It was doing just a little bit more um, mm -hmm. than I kind of expected it to. Really refreshing, really easy beer that I could have just continued to have to have drank sort of all night, essentially. The Garden Brewery was a little kind of disappointing as a... Uh, After I hyped them up. <laughs> yeah, well, you did you did kind of hype them up, but on a, on, a, on a tap kind of level rather than a can release sort of yeah. level. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't really doing the New England IPA kind of thing um, very well. So it kind of just, just didn't really grab me. Um, perfectly fine beer to just have a, a drink of, but it didn't grab me. I don't think I would pick another beer up yeah. from them um, unless, on your recommendation, I saw it on tap somewhere. Right. So, yeah, the Monyo... The, the Shatzi, they're from Budapest. Mm. Um, and Adol? Um, so, I think originally, after first taste, I would have said that it was the Salt Citra. Mm. 
the citrus by salt. But the Manhattan Sour from Brick grew on me by the end. I think That's it was okay. just, just more depth to it. Uh, like I said, once I my palate sort of acclimatized to that like sharp tartness at the forefront of the taste, it allowed me then start to really um, taste and like, appreciate all the other things going on. Um, mm -hmm. Again, I don't think it's doing the Manhattan thing well. Uh, but but I really like a good beer on yeah, its own like, merits. Yeah. yeah, so so my only complaint is even on those last sips, there were these slight moments of cough syrup. Like they just had this, like the cherry was just a, and and the bitter just were working too well at the same point consistently throughout the taste. That it was like, oh yeah, that's a cough syrup moment. Uh, but then a bunch of things happened. Like there. anyway, sorry, one. that's what vermus tastes like to me. Hmm. Cough syrup. <laughs> Um, so, but yeah, so I think the, the, the cherry is just sweet enough and the orange that's coming through is just bitter enough that it, it, they play well together. Mm. Um, again, 5.9% could have been less, couldn't really tell. Um, I think the alcohol did help give a depth and give a counterpoint with its sweetness a little bit, but overall just a really tasty beer. I would have it again, but I'd probably have to be in the right mood. Mm. Ill, needing some California. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, so so that's that's where I'm at. <laughs> nice, good. No, that's that's good. Good reasoning. Um, it's it's it very much like from both beers that you kind of described. Um, it, it it seems like they're kind of both almost like situational beers. Really, it would be interesting to see what the the salt citra is not as the session. Or what do they call it, like the junior version? Yeah, um, to see what kind of their bigger beer is, yeah. is like as well. Because, because so, so, so what I liked about Salt was it made I want to see more of what they do. It was mm. interesting. It was tasty. It was so a, a bit. Uh, I guess my my biggest complaint was that I mean at session strength there wasn't a lot enough going on. Like it wasn't clearly a Nipa. It could have just been an IPA that was made into a Citra. Like. It just wasn't a depth where I could tell the, what they were aiming for with the extra qualifications. So I, it's a New England IPA. Well, yeah. it was a New England part. It just everything was just a little too fleeting and too light for me to really see that characterization. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I'd, I I want to see sort of non-session strength, more sort of depthy drinks from them because they, they, it wasn't bad. It was just not quite there. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fair. So, Lucy, if people mm -hmm. want to talk to you on the internet, how do they do so? It's Juicy Loose Nine everywhere, Twitch, because <laughs> I've never streamed. Um, sorry, I had to do the Adil bit, but um, yeah, yeah, it's good. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, Untapped, um, Twitter, that awful place. Um, mm. Yeah, and Xbox and PlayStation. Nice. Instagram. Oh, Instagrams. Mm. Adol, if people want to talk to you, how do they do that? I'm at the Omniarch on all of the things but Twitch, but that's okay because <laughs> I also don't Twitch. Um, no, you do Twitch, you just don't yeah. stream. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, -E um Also produce the other podcasts on this network, the comedy podcast, this next act. Mm. I should be off hiatus and rolling out new episodes shortly nice yeah finally got some 
some some help, and so Sophia and I should be co-editing, thus able to churn things out more timely. Nice, that'd be nice to have back on my feed mm. as well, which has mostly just become about beer and games, essentially. I do. Oh, hello. Hello. We're just finished. Yay, cameo. Cameo. Yes. Um, we've Ooh, had a Kim, a uh, a Kim measuring phone. jug. Um, we have not had a Kim. Okay. Well, we have. Yeah, he was. He was. Oh, there. He's, yeah, he, he's there. He is. Yay! The tricepter. So, so <laughs> this is the big problem with the couches now. Dorian prefers to sit on that, so you don't see him. But he was wondering about earlier. Okay. Nice. Well, nice. all is Good. well in the world, and everything is bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Exactly. And that's a Libra. That matters to me. <laughs> <laughs> so next week we're doing astrology cast. No. Oh, that uh, game. If you want to talk to us to tell us that oh, you yeah, don't want us to be astrology cast, no, don't do that. No, no, the, yeah. the game, the astrology game. Yeah, astrology, astrology, astrology. Yeah, yeah. We should call this podcast the astrology caster. Caster Troy. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> if you want to talk to us on the internet, we are act tanked up cast. <laughs> There's no underscore anymore on on Twitter. We are Tanks Up Cast on Twitter and on Instagram. <laughs> which one of you is John Travolta and which one's fucking Nicolas Cage? Um, no, I'm this, clearly John Travolta. Oh. We're John, John Travolta's the FBI agent. Yeah. That's great. Then I'm the guy with the two golden guns. Yeah, and I'm the really creepy guy who, like, licks his daughter. <laughs> no, because that's, that's Nicolas Cage in... Yeah, I know, John Travolta acting. Um. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, dear. I'd love that. That's oh, so good. good. No, right, yeah, go to outoflives.net, listen to other podcasts like this next act, which is which is going to be new episodes very soon, the Glorious Movies show and other things that people do and go to Facebook and all that shit. Bye. Want his face? <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 oh. That's the end of that. That's great. Oh. <laughs> As a kid. What do you mean? I wanted every film to be directed so, by John Woo. The, <laughs> the weirdest thing about that film Absolutely. is do you remember the face waterfalls? Like, how John Travolta's family, to show they loved each other, would do this weird thing where they stroked, like they did yes. this to each other. <laughs> so creepy. Like, next time you're with a loved one, do that to them, and just look at their face. There's just, just, it's awful. Just it's, the horror. But, like, Sheer even doing horror. it to yourself, it feels awful. It's the worst thing you can do. Mm. Maybe, or licking, I guess. Licking is probably mm. the worst, but yeah. www.outoflives.net